Welcome back to Bon Voyage, people, for the uh, moment I've all been waiting for. <laughs> I'm your host, Rob. I'm Adam. And we are here, just the two of us, for the first time in... Do you remember? Um, quite a long time, yeah. Like Dr. No or something. We did Dr. No and From Russia With Love, just the two of us. So yeah. was it really From Russia With Love? Way back in Chapter 2 of Bon Voyage? <laughs> I think it might have been that long ago. We uh, So we've had a long run of guests. It's been uh, busy and hot, as we've been complaining. Yes. And uh, we've wanted to have an opportunity to do one, just the two of us. We've only got two more after this before no time to die so i thought skyfall would be a very good one to have just the pair of us so that's what we are breaking down and watching today and i am quite excited the variables are all in place it's actually the afternoon we didn't work all day it's a rainy calm day here perfect atmosphere to really enjoy it uh adam how you feeling i'm good yeah like you said we didn't work today i actually am done that job for now uh more or less yeah i feel like i'm in a kind of end of a error not era it's not quite that broad end of a end of a period in my life going transitioning so it seems like this is kind of a culmination point oh boy is it ever it's very yeah. thematic with this movie yeah uh we've said that you're moving yes yeah yeah so uh bon voyage is nearly wrapping up you just finished your job that you've had for basically the last year yeah, I just moved out of my apartment, like, finalizing that tomorrow. I'm going to be kicking around for three weeks or so and then moving to Poland. Right. It's very end-of-era-esque, and there's a lot of... Heavy, from what I remember, <laughs> I say that as though I don't remember. I think I've seen this one possibly more than any other one. <laughs> this is the longest I've gone without seeing it, possibly since it came out. I think there was a bit of a lull when I wasn't watching a bunch of Bond from, like, 20 around when I got married and all that and had a business and all that stuff. I was just watching less movies from like 2013 to 16. I, w I was less mm. into it. And then I got back into it when I moved back to the city. Uh, so in that period, I probably went longer, but I never go six months without seeing this movie. <laughs> and it's been since last, it's been about a year, probably. I'd say oh, okay. I saw it last fall. Yeah. Sorry. My point was there is a lot of heavy handed, are we washed up? Are we done? Are we over the hill? Is this the end of an era kind of themes in this mm -hmm. one from both Bond and M? Are two, uh, I don't know how much I want to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I won't talk about that till after. Um, but you were saying before we hit record that, so I've got it up on, I've got the Blu-ray playing, so like the little preview it shows before you hit play was playing, and you're pretty sure you recognize it. Yeah, I recognize the villain with the blonde hair. Uh, I I remember, I vaguely remember like a scene, maybe. I because So this would have came out at a time that I probably might have seen it in theaters. Sure, 2012. 2012. When Dell was big, I was into high school. Oof, nice. Yeah. Well, I even if you have seen it, that was a long, long time ago, you probably don't remember very well. Plus, nobody, like I was saying, nobody has seen it like this that mm -hmm. I know of. In the like, I've got a bit of a confession to make. Really, I just wanted a companion to watch all of these movies <laughs> with to get to Skyfall because I've it's been my favorite for a few years. But the one flaw with it is it comes right after Quantum, where he's just over his origin story. And I need you, 007. I never left. And then we get to Skyfall, and he's like, done. 
they're both yeah, old yeah. and kind of checking out and like limping to the finish line is kind of how it is. So it didn't really make sense. So I wanted to watch Casino and Quantum, then all the other ones, <laughs> and then this one. And the only other yeah. two we have left are old man. They take place after this one. So mm-hmm. I'm very excited to see it in our chronology. I think it'll work well. And I mean, you wanted to watch up to this to get to No Time to Die as well, yes, right? Yes, of course. Yes. I'm, I'm half joking, <laughs> but like I, I've been saying it for years that it makes more sense to do it that way, but I've never actually had the patience or a companion to do that with. I've never been able to get through all 23 or whatever before watching Skyfall or the mm-hmm. first 22 because I always cheat and just go back to Skyfall because <laughs> I love it. Uh, based on just these previews I'm seeing, I'm like, man, this looks good. Like we've been watching... So many Roger Moores, it feels like. We've been watching uh, <laughs> three Brazies in, in a row recently, which are, again, I've been like amping them up a lot, but whole different ballpark. Entirely this kind of thing. Yeah. different thing. This one is the only one. Well, no, this and Casino from Rush Up With Love and Honor Majesty's Secret Service are good fucking movies. Like that I would recommend to anybody I mm-hmm. know, not just Bond fans. And not having to give a whole preamble to, all right, it's silly, it's quippy. Yeah. I don't need to, like, this is just a good movie. that hap- And some of them are really good movies that, again, I don't want to give too much away. Some are good movies that don't really fit Bond. This one has a fucking amazing villain, top-tier villain, hmm. cars, suits, casinos. It has all of the things, plus it's friggin' good. It has a three-act <laughs> plot. It's got a killer hero who has a journey. There's character development. There's philosophy. It's, yeah. Wow. It's awesome. And the cinematography will knock your fucking socks yeah, off. Yeah, man, again, just seeing this preview, I'm like, these, like, it's been, we've been watching old, old, old-ish movies for so long. Yeah. Because uh, we watched Casino and Quantum at the beginning. So it's been so long since I've watched something that, like, stands up to a 2021 right. standard of, of just the technology and the style and all that. Because last week's Die Another Day, not really. No, no. Again, I was like, I was just editing this podcast yesterday. So it's fresh in my head of how much I defended and was like amping it up and stuff like that. And yeah, it, but it is what it is still, yeah. Die it's Another a, Day. Uh, to me, this one's a perfect blend of old and new. It respects a lot of the old traditions of Bond. But yeah, you can't help but recognize it just looks newer. But it's yes. not like, uh, and I know we've just watched three of them and we liked them a lot. Uh, the new look of the 90s Bonds was much less artistic. Sam Mendes and his cinematographer who, I'll have to look it up and I always forget his name. He's awesome. He's done a ton of great movies. Is very intentional. They're trying to make a beautiful movie while still staying loyal to Bond with this one. Mm-hmm. It's not just run-of-the-mill, paint-by-numbers Bond which yeah. again we we loved Brazi but it was mostly it was a relief from the bore of some of them but it wasn't substantial no no there's not the same kind of uh like cinematic nature to it right right where this 90s action yeah. flick very yeah. good 90s action flick yeah but no gravitas really no like some I'm just again these previews just keep playing and like the the establishing shots just like colors and everything like man yeah yeah it's gonna be hard to not go over it like I, I could talk about this forever even before we watch it but oh yeah like shot after shot right from the opening one yeah and the score nice and like yeah don't want to give too much away I think you'll love it it's, and it's also not too 
up its own ass, really. Mm-hmm. Like, I, th- I find it's more like a lot of the ingredients to Bond movies are there that weren't there in Casino and Quantum, the other two Daniel Craig ones that you've seen. Mm-hmm. And you'll, yeah, now that you've seen 22 of these, it's just the... This is the 23rd? This is the 22nd movie. Because it's yeah. episode 23. We had to do one, like, shortly episode to, like, screw our... Yeah, exactly. It confuses us every yeah. time. So, yeah, having seen so many of them, I think you'll like this even more. You So, based on what you've told me so far, so he's washed up and stuff, Q and Moneypenny are in this, right? They come back. So, in our, in our chronology, we'll assume that they've retired and there's a new... Q and Money Penny, or they can be the same person. I don't know. No, it's with Q. Q stands for quartermaster. Like M is head head of MI six. Yeah. There's a new quartermaster. R got fired. Yeah, for whatever reason. For whatever reason. Yeah. So there's a new Q, and uh, yeah, a new Money Penny as well. Okay. Well, I feel like there was some conclusion to Money Penny last time. Was there? Maybe not. Well, she was just rolling around on the floor. Oh, in uh, virtual reality. Virtual reality. Finally, bone and bond. Yeah. So we last. So. In our, like, chapters that we've developed, we're in kind of... We've watched Fuck It Bond, where yeah. after he finally let go of Tracy, killed Blofeld, we then had Spy Love Me and the three Brazies, that yeah. minus, minus Tomorrow Never Dies. So Goldeneye, World's Not Enough, Die Another Day, where he has saved London, saved uh, Istanbul, mm-hmm. and saved Korea. Yes. And killed a lot of people and just been crazy. Yeah. Basically. And he's getting, we can, we can discern from that, that he's getting a little tired. Yeah. Well, the one we die another day, the one we just watched, he was tortured for a year and a half or whatever. Right. 14 months. And M herself could also be getting a little tired. Yeah. Like that's. Because two movies ago, M uh, watched Bond kill one of her close friend's daughters. Uh, That's right? right. Yeah. So, and then she was very cold to him in the next one. Right. But we also get, uh, well, I don't want to give too much away. Never mind. There's a lot of, like I said, it's old versus new thematic tried and true methods versus these, the new way, the new world of doing things and crap. There's a lot of that theme mm-hmm. and philosophy going through. I don't want to give too much, but look out for that. Okay. So, okay. Question. Yes. The villain. Who's that actor? Because I know the face. Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem. Okay. Uh, No Country for Old Men. Vicky Cristina Barcelona. No Country for Old Men. Is that where no one can get pregnant? (laughs) No, that's Children of Men. No Country for Old Men. Man, we could do a Coen Brothers podcast, too. It's like my favorite. It's top 10 favorite movie, No Country. He's a villain in that one, too. So he, he won an Oscar for No Country for Old Men. Then his next movie, he was the villain in a Bond movie. Christoph Waltz won an Oscar for either Inglorious Bastards or Django Unchained. He's the next Bond villain. Inspector? Inspector. Mm-hmm. And then Rami Malek wins Best Actor for playing Freddie Mercury, and he's the next. So three movies in a row, they had a Best Actor mm. or Best Supporting Actor Oscar winner play the villain. This is the first one in the run of those three. So you got to watch the next couple of years of Best best Supporting Actors. For oh, you. man, or Best Actor. Mm. Too bad uh, they couldn't get their ass together and release movies faster. So Joaquin Phoenix could have been a villain. He'd have been a hell of a ball. That villain. would have been something, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Who won last year? Because there's been an Oscars since The Joker. And I can't even remember. I know it was Frances McDormand won Best Actress and there was Nomadland. I forget who the Best Actor was. I have no idea. Hmm. We're a little off topic, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just want to, you know, take our time with this one. Yeah, we will. 
We, ah, it's the afternoon. We got lots of time. Yeah, yeah, we're really milking it. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I've been waiting for twenty two weeks. Well, I knew we were going to do this a few weeks before we even got started, and I didn't watch it before. Then I, I was really excited to try to uh, stick to it and not cheat. And I can't believe I did it. As I've mm-hmm. said on the podcast, there were a few weekends at like eleven or twelve o'clock. I've had a few drinks partners in bed and i'm like i think i'm gonna throw on skyfall <laughs> and i managed to not so here we are oh man i don't want to say anything else this is the 50th anniversary it's 2012 oh okay so die another day was the 40th yeah now we're doing the 50th. and we were there were a few people who were worried that since we delayed no time to die this far that they were going to delay it until 2022 to get it to the 60th 60th oh yeah. my gosh but hopefully instead of that, we'll be able to announce the new Bond and the new title and a new director and all of that for so the 60th. Will, um, Craig's will be the longest span? The new longest span and uh, third most amount of movies. But yeah, he spanned the longest period of time. Because longer the delays, yeah. The delay, yeah, he's the only one who spanned three uh, decades because of this. The aughts and the 2010s oh, and now the 2020s. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. before, when there was delays, it was between actors, right? Like right. Just the one time between uh, Dalton and Brosnan was six years. So we've now tied that because it was 2015 to 2021. Mm-hmm. But it's during right. Craig's reign, yeah. Yeah, and but this has been on the shelf for two years. It was only supposed to be four years between them, which is still a lot. They used to crank these out every year or two. Mm-hmm. Like those 60s yeah. ones we watched. They, they did like yeah. eight or nine between 62 and 71. Well, even like the like Roger Morris came out every couple of years, every right? two years, yeah, yeah. Because he only, I forget if it was seventy one or seventy two, was Live and Let Die, maybe even seventy three, seventy three, I think. And then his last one, View to a Kill, was uh, eighty five. So it's only twelve years mm-hmm. versus oh five to. So this has been sixteen years for Craig and wow. five movies. Yeah. So one every three ish years on average. That shot, Protector of England. <laughs> All right, I mean... People listening will know what shot I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah, let's do it. No further ado. That's right. All right, we'll talk to everybody very shortly. Go watch Sky... Hit pause, if you can. Go watch Skyfall. (laughs) Then come back and listen to the rest. Hit pause, go watch every movie that we've watched up (laughs) until now. that's right, that's right. And Skyfall. Yeah. And then... Or just Skyfall. If you're a little pressed on time... Yeah, yeah. Because no. I'm going to, yeah, we're going to break this one down. It might be a bit different than our normal one, but we'll we'll see. I said that last week, and then we ended up basically doing the same. We'll just chat. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll be back soon. See ya. I don't know what mood to come back into on this, but we're back, people. We're back. I'm going to let you start, Adam. Um, Should we do our normal first thoughts? Did I, I'll just say, did I play it up too much? I, first thing to say is, yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> okay. Um, you, you don't say that with much enthusiasm. I Well, I was just thinking your question of, did you hype it up too much? I did have the feeling that... I don't want to criticize it at all. I was like, I'm, oh, don't feel like that. Well, I like it also. There's a few I can critique. I already forget what it was, but there was 
Okay, no, I remember it. One plot point. When I saw this in the theater the first time, sorry, I'm r- rambling over your question already. I thought it was full of plot holes. The more times I watched it, I think it's perfect. But there's mm. a couple places where Silva's plan doesn't really add up. But then I excuse it because he's a fucking maniac. And he's just well, delusional and crazy. For example, like he blows that hole in the tube when he's escaping and a train comes through to hit Bond. Yeah. Quote, like That was the first one that yeah. bugged me so much when I saw it in the theater. Like, really? He thought... But that that wasn't really meant for Bond. That was to block his escape. Yeah, just kind of... It was like a one of... Like that cell phone that he used to like trigger that. Like, there's nine buttons on there, right? So, like, he probably had like nine different ones. I maybe. assume... like. To make sense of it, it's just, a, and it can make sense. To me, he always had that ready to go. When he got past that point, he was going to blow that, but he made a show of it because he loves to fuck with Bond. Mm-hmm. When Bond showed up, yeah. he's like, oh, what great timing. This is going to be hilarious. <laughs> he's going to think I'm trying to kill him with a yeah. with a tube car, with a train. So, sorry, mm-hmm. not to step on your first thoughts. No, but it's a good way to get into what I think is my overarching thought of this, is it's such a modern take on this that stuff like that feels more out of place than it normally would. Mm. And I think that was one of my problems early. But then mm-hmm. when I re-fell in love with all of them and you mm-hmm. place it in its place it in among the 24. Don't place it among other movies from 2012. Place but, it with movies, mm-hmm. other Bond movies. But th- that's what I actually struggle more with. Because it like one of the notes I wrote down was this is kind of the least Bond movie like Bond movie yet, in in my feeling. Even though it hits all the things. Yes. Yeah. I know. Well, that's why I always liked Casino Royale a bit more because it was all the way modern and not really a Bond movie. It's just James Bond's in it, and it fit the more modern cinema feel. This one's a fucking Bond movie in 2012, and it's still doing modern cinema. I almost felt I, so. It's hard for me to really gauge this because Casino Royale was your first twenty-two movies ago. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like I, so because I literally in my 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 notes, I, I'll I'll read to you. Least like Bond movie yet? Question mark. Arrow. Extremely serious. Arrow. Modern reboot. And then an arrow from that. Just <laughs> jarring after old ones. Well. I want you to elaborate on all of that. Yes. Should I? We didn't even talk about if one of us is going to do a summary. Oh my gosh. I think you have to do it. I can try it like what yeah. Ryan did last week, like a two line. Yeah. Everybody knows Skyfall. So it's okay to just do that. Mm-hmm. Former British agent, former favorite of M's, becomes a bad guy, steals a list of all of the secret undercover agents, undercover agents around the world, starts releasing them one at a time, wants vengeance on M for abandoning him in Hong Kong. Bond is tasked to find him. Mm -hmm. Basically, the story is him getting revenge on M for abandoning him in Hong Kong. Bond saves the day. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that's... I don't want to do a whole thing, because I could... We could spend the whole thing breaking down. But essentially, that's what it is. It's a revenge tale from Silva's point of view. That's the villain's plot. The hero's plot, both, and I would argue there's two protagonists, it's Bond and M, and they're both grappling with potential retirement, uh, battling new, mm-hmm. a new wave of things versus the old way of doing things, which is reiterated constantly. Yes. I, I actually wrote down, 
almost heavy handed. I don't know if it's because we were talking about it in the intro, but I was like looking for it this time all the time yeah. with like the nods to doing it the old way right up to Kincaid at the end. And mm-hmm. if all else fails, there's always the old way. And he hands him a knife. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Money Penny talks. They all talk about it. I mean, over the, and over the big again. hearing thing that they're at with. Oh. Yeah. The thing I kind of liked about that was that it ties together what I'm talking about, where there's this legacy. Like they bring back Hugh and Money Penny, for example. Right. And at the end there, to skip right to it, the new M with the basically oh. a revamped old set from like the Connery ones. Right. Fucking gives me chills. Yeah. I love Fantastic. the end so much. And the whole movie is defending like they think mi6 is antiquated and m should retire and bond should retire and they're defending it the and whole that time. whole yeah i actually well we'll get to that after i want you to elaborate yes. further on what, you, what do you mean by most unlike bond but bond because it's quintessential to me except that it's really really good not just good <laughs> in that i like it and i'm addicted and yeah. i love the universe but actually like they they got really really Ray Fiennes is a class act that's Mallory mm-hmm. and obviously Judy Dench and Daniel Craig I don't care what the old Roger Moore and Sean Connery lovers say is by far the best actor to play Bond mm-hmm. like he's acting the shit out of that role yes. like it's really good so I think watching that's one downside to watching all of the movies before this is I guess it does stand out as different because they're trying so hard to make a really good movie when we're yeah. used to just octopusy and silliness <laughs> like that's I, that is a big factor to why it stands out so much and i think it's like i, I wrote down and, and said extremely serious like we get like most of the time in the bond movies there's a bit of tongue-in-cheek or like we're not again like you're not worried about them and it doesn't get personal and it doesn't get extremely heavy right honor majesty's secret service is the only other one i could think of where a main character like just straight up die, like an mm. emotional like not kind of a side character like a main character yeah, dies yeah. in an emotional way and bond cries he doesn't cry mm. in honor match secret service he cried in this one mm-hmm. we That's didn't why even I say that that like happened the, should we this, well yeah spoiler alert spoiler. all right 10 years nine years ago spoiler alert uh, when we do the no time to die one we'll do spoiler alerts mm-hmm. but uh skyfall come on m dies at m the dies. end uh, I didn't know that. You kept that. I did. Good. Good work. Yeah. <laughs> How do you? <laughs> Thank you. Um, and I've seen it before. I didn't remember that. <laughs> that's funny. Well, M didn't mean anything to you when you saw it in the theater nine years ago. No. And so this is my other point that makes me think about this is I, I have seen this movie before. A bunch of scenes rang familiar, but I didn't. My memories. It, it was just it, an action. It, movie. it was an act. That's the thing. It wasn't really a Bond movie. I was like partway through the end. I was like, "Was that's am I remembering Looper or what? so?" This one works for casual viewers to be a a slightly better than your average made action movie. Like it looks nicer, and there's clearly mm-hmm. caver- character development and like a few arcs and stuff. So it's a bit better than like a Mission Impossible, more like a Bourne. Or if you're also a Bond fan, it has all of those other layers too. So it really works for everyone who wants an action mm-hmm. flick or a Bond movie. I do, uh, like like I kind of said, I love this movie. Mm. It was fucking just fantastic. Jerk. It just, it's, I'm just trying to grapple with, oh, this is Bond too. Yeah. Like it's stands well, But out. we remember when we came back from the intro and watched the movie with Majesties, it felt the same. Like, how do mm-hmm. we handle a really well-made one since most of them aren't? <laughs> Like they're all like I've said repeatedly, I love them all. Even Die Another Day is what. But yeah, coming off Die Another Day, just how different. Although, sorry, back to 
your last point, you said it's a lot more serious than you're used to. I found it this time through much less serious than I remembered. Like there's a lot more humor in it than I thought. And he smiles a lot. And he, he actually reminded me of Raji a few times. I was not phased. Like unlike in mm-hmm. Quantum and Casino, I know you don't remember them very well, but he's often beaten and bloody and he's being tortured and he's, he's worried a few times and vulnerable. He's only vulnerable in this one at the end when M's dying. Otherwise it's like, he's never faced. He's kind of checked out or like, I'm trying to, there was a moment where I wrote down unfazed like Raji. I can't remember which one it was or at what point. Mm. The only time he looked a little nervous was when he was in the Komodo dragon pit. He just couldn't believe. But right after that, he was extremely unfazed, right? Yeah. Immediately. <laughs> made, made a quip. A quip. Yeah, yeah. I did notice there's a lot of quips in this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he often gets criticized for no humor, and there's plenty of humor in it. But even, the, it's like the quips were serious, too. Like, uh, right at the end, uh, M says, like, oh, it's a bit late to make a run for it. <laughs> I will if you will. Yeah, yeah. Fell in some deep water. Fell in, yeah, yeah. Just like, they're not That as, one's a little misplaced. They're not as silly. Um, for sure. But, but, but that there. would have been really weird if... Yeah. He dropped some really silly ones. So I think like the character arcs are really serious, but in general, like I don't know how to put it. Like the I don't know, the soul is serious, but the ingredients are all the bond things that you love. Like the mm-hmm. the writing is pretty serious. Like the character arc of Bond and M and even Silva is quite tragic. Yeah. But everything else, like I, I don't know, I don't find it heavy at all. Like, less heavy than Casino Royale or Ru- From Russia With Love or Honor Majesty's Secret Service or License to Kill. Like, there are some that are more dramatic. I don't know. We, we, we get glimpses into Bond being an orphan. We go to his childhood home, which is burned and exploded. Yeah. We get, like... Literally, well, the whole thing is letting go of the... Like, that's hammering yeah. home the theme at the end. Facing your past and moving ahead. Yeah, like, doing the a word association. Skyfall done well I, I i that's one of my favorite scenes of the whole franchise mm-hmm. is the word association scene mm-hmm. yeah murder employment oh my gosh sun uh swim moon dance <laughs> country england how <laughs> just without a beat yes drops england yeah. oh fuck i love that scene and the how it's shot is beautiful too man this whole goddamn movie. It's re- really good. Yeah. It, it is kind of hard to talk about comparing mm-hmm. to the other ones. And we ran into the same thing with, yeah, with Majesties. Well, and, and that's kind of what I mean by, like, I don't want to, like, normally I would be, like, ripping apart, like, little parts of it, right? Like, But we can do that. Yeah. Let it, like, don't take it too seriously. Like, it's, I think it is, it's still my favorite. I didn't even do my first thoughts. I'm like, yeah, it, <laughs> I don't know if I would again, watch all of the movies before the payoff isn't quite worth it, except for here. I'll, I'll ask you this. Remember when he first comes back and he's in M's apartment Yes. and here we are all, all played out, I think. And she mm-hmm. said, Oh, speak for yourself. Yes. Imagine just watching quantum and then that, like, it makes so much yeah. less sense than having the 18 movies in between or whatever. I, I think you're, like, I really wish that, like, it, it feels like they should have done Casino, Quantum, two other movies, and then this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Or at least acknowledge, because they, the rest of the world, this is just Bon Voyage who pretends it's all one chronology. Casino yes. Royale is officially a reboot. Yeah. Like, Daniel Craig's Bond didn't fight Goldfinger and didn't fight... Mm-hmm. Uh, King or whoever the crazy person was in the last one. 
Oh, uh, General Graves or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Colonel Moon. Yeah. Like, he didn't actually fight all of those guys. I like to pretend he did because... It doesn't what? make sense. It doesn't make sense really. otherwise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, sure, he could have been up to a bunch of stuff between Quantum and this, but that guy, the character in in Skyfall, I feel like did do all of those things. Yeah, yeah. Did fight Spectre and did lose his wife. And then, you know, all the revenge ones that we've seen, like the license to kill one and all of that shit. Mm-hmm. I feel like he did go through all of that. Uh, so that in mind, it was kind of worth it, but it still works by itself. <laughs> Like it's such a. Although uh, I also thought this towards the end, it's a great finale. Like, yeah, if it was the last movie, it'd be great. Yeah, I I'm curious to see what Spectre is gonna bring because it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little like I'm a big Spectre defender. There's a lot of people who don't like it, but now I feel like I'm gonna like it less coming off that <laughs> and all of them because then it's just like this was so huge, it's yeah. monumental. And then the next one's kind of just another, another Bond movie. movie. Yeah, it's not. They uh, they get more into his childhood and his background and Spectre's back, so that's pretty big. But it's kind of like <laughs> it's a little bit how I complain about the new Star Wars movies. Often you can't mm-hmm. up Vader, and, like yeah. Star Lord's no good for that. You can't up Vader, and Spectre does not up the game from Skyfall. I don't know the M finale her dying like that and hmm. we often talk about uh bonds uh, a good bond villain is when it's his equal silva's got to be like the best for that oh probably. yeah yeah it um kind of jumping into silva sure i realized after the fact now that it's like super a lot of parallels with goldeneye with um Trevelyan. sean bean yeah 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 even like because that actor's hair is normally brown right and it's like dyed blonde for that yeah just like Black. Sean Bean's hair was blonde. Oh, yeah. I think it was his normal hair color. Trevelyan's. Sean Bean? He's, yeah. He's a brunette and everything else. Br- like dark brown hair or whatever. And his hair, it wasn't super blonde. Not like not like Silva's. I remember it pretty blonde, but... Okay. That's just... Maybe. Not yeah. like Silva's, though. Because like he even no. dyed his eyebrows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that seems like it must be like uh, uh, some detail in the script somewhere. It's like that's a side effect I, of cyanide poisoning or something. I think he made that character. I think I remember, like he's one of these method actors. I think I remember reading that or hearing that somewhere, that he really developed this character a lot. Wanted classic Bond villain in the New Age kind of thing, like, mm-hmm. which fucking worked very well. He was a huge highlight of this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Which is crazy because he comes in halfway through. Yes, yeah. And the first half, to me, is every bit as good. In the first half, it was um, that other like anonymous henchman guy patrice yeah patrice who we don't really see his face even i don't think he says one word no yeah just no i don't think so silent hench person sort of assassin not really a villain so should we just get into the what we normally do yeah yeah like yeah because you got to talk about all the things that we like because it's one of the best pre-title sequences literally and you laughed at this earlier you're peeking at my sheet (laughs) i wrote down just wow for the pre-title sequence because i was gonna write some stuff down about it but like I just couldn't stop watching it. Like, it really gripped me. Which is awesome, because it's like all one long action scene, and you're normally bored of long action scenes. That was a fucking hell of a chase, man. (laughs) I actually wrote down, whenever I think of the pre-title sequence, I think of the train fight, and like the the backhoe tearing the train apart, the jump and all that. Forget how awesome the roof 
There's some CG that I don't like, but otherwise the roof chase on the bikes is freaking cool. There was a line at that point with the the roof that I thought that you would hate, which is when they cut back to the MI6 office and they're like, M's like, oh, where are they now? And then Tanner or whatever is like, oh, it looks like they're on the roof of the Great Bazaar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a little, yeah, we see that. Yeah. Or it's almost like, yeah, it's a little heavy handed or holding the audience's hand. Like, yeah, like, exactly. In case we're wondering, they are back in Istanbul. This is where the Great Bazaar is. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is yeah, important. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's a bit of that. And I'm dodging VWs. Like, you're almost wondering if they had to say the word to get. Like, maybe they got a permit to shoot in Istanbul as long as they drop the word Grand Bazaar. Yeah. And they're going to get their money for the Volkswagens if they say, he's dodging VW Beatles. Yeah, yeah. Just some cheesy lines there. Yeah. It'd be funny if someone just chimes in when he's drinking a Heineken in bed down in... Oh, that that was a Heineken. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. If somebody says, James, get me another Heineken. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, a bit of product placement, but oh well. I I also wondered about that. There's a in the pre-title sequence. There's a close-up of his watch, and I don't know if it's it was really weird. And I just noticed it from catch that when he's operating the backhoe. He like flicks a little thing, and it's just a super close-up of his watch. Maybe it's a plot thing that I'm missing otherwise. But there's like three. Uh, product placement things right in a row and I thought Mm -hmm. the watch might be one of them well that was a caterpillar backhoe right yeah yeah Yeah, that's true too prior to that when he I know you chuckled and I I always love this when he uh, he's chasing him and he gets onto the train and Money Penny's like looking over the bridge he just smashes his bike into the bridge and just biffs himself over the railing onto the train (laughs) I love it this is that's Craig because he's like that in Quantum and Casino Royale as well just throws his body at stuff like Like, was it Casino Royale when he's doing the parkour stuff yeah 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 like the he's chasing the pro parkour guy who's just like perfect Mm -hmm. and like elegant lands everything and Craig just biffs his own body at Mm -hmm. it wipes out a bunch but keeps getting up just wiping the dust off them during that scene too when they're driving she's uh, she's driving the jeep and they're in together and uh she like knocks one of the mirrors off and he's like oh you weren't using that anyway <laughs> and she knocks the other one off is like wasn't using that either yeah their banter is awesome yeah, yeah. but yeah see there's humor right from the get-go yeah. a little bit so you're like okay this isn't the normal craig ones it's very if you went back in the future we do another season or something or you just on your own time do it and you watch just the crag era this one will stand out even more weird i think yeah like i know that it stands out weird because it's so good compared to the other ones but it feels even more weird right after quantum because those ones are really serious like much more than this even though the the themes and m dying and all that's quite heavy otherwise it's it is a bond movie still he's quippy and funny and you know maybe it's kind of like this movie the whole thing is just like a struggle. It's going through like rebirth, right? It has the spirit. It has the quips. It has all that stuff. But it, it it's like a, a painful process to be reborn at the very end. You know yeah, I, mean? I, I, I agree, except that it's not painful. I just like I do think that Sam Mendes and Daniel Craig and Eon got together and we're like okay you did this reboot this beautiful thing you grounded bond let's get some legacy back in here and they built this movie around that idea do you know any from behind the scenes at all why they went from quantum to retirement story i think for that well yeah i don't know why they did the retirement part they could have done all the legacy stuff without him being played out yeah i don't really know why they went for that like 
again, I haven't seen Spectre yet, but why not do something Spectre, like... Spectre, he even looks younger in Spectre. Yeah, like, why don't they do, like, a one-off mission thing with, like... I think like, they leaned into the 50th anniversary a lot, too, and the whole theme of tech, like, uh, intelligence operations versus human... So, what, what, yeah. what's the term? Like, analyst versus human intelligence. Like, a yeah. man on the ground, like, to... to make bond necessary in a modern age they had to be threatening that uh maybe i am over the hill maybe i am played out oh no you fucking need me yeah yeah that was a big thing they talked about safety right that was m's big speech at the hearing was like ask yourself like do you feel safe Mm -hmm. and they talked about well he banters with money penny on that too yeah and, and q when he when he first meets q and q says i could do more before my first cup of Earl Grey on my laptop than you can do for a year in the field, then why do you need me? Well, every now and then someone needs to pull a trigger. Yeah. Or not pull a trigger. Hard to know when you're still in your pajamas. Yeah. yeah. I, that's Craig's bond to me too. Actually saying, or not pull a trigger. Because when you're sitting at a computer, you can drone a wedding when you think it's a military bunker or whatever, sure, right? Sure. So a man on the... like They, they really lean into proving that we still need a bond which is really funny coming from me the anti-military guy Mm -hmm. but i prefer that like men spies on the ground to drones and to like hackers hackers and and all that mm. shit yeah like good men on the ground men or women what i men colloquially people on the ground it is interesting because it it, it becomes obvious that by then like you need both basically yeah he's in pretty much constant communication with q although they all they go like what's the word like off the grid basically yeah yeah. yeah. they all kind of like they're saying come on you're a dinosaur blah 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 then by the end of the movie they're like they go analog yeah and that was the whole point because they home alone it (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, it's because the the villain, his whole thing was that, right? So, all right, back to the pre-title sequence. Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) How did you feel about take the bloody shot? uh, Wait, before we get to that and into the song, opening shot, jumping all over the place. Opening shot with the silhouette. Yeah, you're like, wait, no gun barrel. (laughs) Where's the gun? Oh man, uh, that made me happy that you've become such a bond fan sorry that you totally wreck you're like wait where's the gun barrel <laughs> yeah i loved that yeah yeah i liked like i said like the pre-title sequence gripped me from the beginning because mm. we get like it's that silhouette and then you get like there's so much mystery it's, right from the beginning yeah and such good filmmaking storytelling silhouette slow walk it's it's congested Mm-hmm. It's a little hazy. It's just Bond in a room, in a hallway, and then him in a hotel room, whatever, with a wounded agent. And then he steps outside, and the camera pans out, and boom, we're in Istanbul. Like it mm-hmm. just expands so friggin' quickly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, I love it. Yeah, the, the movie just looks really good. Oh, yeah, yeah. God, yeah. Yeah. That That's the other weird thing that makes... It's kind of, again, like Majesties. Uh think that's the only one yeah where they like clearly make artistic choices mm-hmm. to sack like it's not even necessarily storytelling it's just to look beautiful like you pointed out the scene uh after the mi6 office explosion where they have the coffins and right. they film like this really nice angle of them of the of m looking at the coffins yeah. with the union jack over them there's a lot of uh artistic angles like that yeah for sure that yeah, that's cinematography. It's just beautiful to look at. It doesn't necessarily add to this. I, like, 
that isn't really character development either. I guess it's M looking at the dead bodies, but it's not essential to the story. It's just great no, to look at. No, it's just... And I love it. Like, that's, again, what makes it more uh, accessible to a wider audience, I guess. So, yeah, opening shot, those beautiful blue eyes right up in front of the camera. <laughs> uh love that but then yeah fast forward to the end of it bond chases patrice oh yeah i laughed at this like i I know in the intro i said i've seen this i don't think i've seen it 20 times but i've certainly seen it more than 10 times maybe i have seen it 20 at this point who knows not all the way through i always i don't even know if i'm paying attention as i've said on this podcast (laughs) a million times i just watch these things i'm not always paying close attention the close-up when they're going through the tunnel and he's holding on to what i always thought was like a name tag just hold on because i thought like the wind was so strong it was really just a close-up of the stupid hard drive yeah and i'm such a moron i never even noticed that until (laughs) this time god that's funny anyway yeah, yeah take the bloody shot take the bloody shot it yeah um hmm yeah no it makes a lot of sense like she said before that she's willing to sacrifice agents if and like earlier in the pre-title sequence she says you know you know what's at stake here this is extremely and like and we know what it is right it's a list of yeah, yeah. it's like 20 agents or something or more whatever or more. yeah so it's it's and she leave, says later, leave like, the other agent behind go chase it down and yeah. bond didn't want to he wanted to stay and resuscitate or stop the bleeding on Ronson or whatever that yeah. guy's name was, who did later die. Yes. And then we find out that Ham also sacrificed Silva for a few agents. Like, yeah, she's pretty cold. But, um, all right, yeah, I accept it for her character and even Bond still loving her after making that decision. But, like, that's one place where I don't know that the story makes sense. How, uh, how high was he? That dude should be dead. <laughs> Yeah, it's a yeah, little like, too high. Well, and he gets shot in the fucking chest. Yeah, like, that too. Shot and thrown. Like both of those should have killed him. Yeah, yeah. And he said, "I broke four ribs and lost what his appendix or something." He said, "I lost a lesser important organ." Yeah, not his liver. He still got that. He's definitely still got that. Yeah, I don't think he can live without that one. Man, it's crazy to have Bond die in the pre-title, like at the end of it. That tran- like getting to the transition into the title sequence and. Him yeah. falling down the waterfall and beautiful, but that is amazing. You know, there's precedent. He only lived twice. He died. No, but he didn't really die. He died more than like we at least saw the corpse in that one. We saw the corpse going down the waterfall here. True, and then get plucked by that majestic hand and pulled yeah. down. And I think just slightly, just barely, by an inch, less than an inch. Nobody does it better. Still has a slight edge to me, but Skyfall's very, very close after that for me. I Skyfall's a great, great song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like Skyfall, the song, just generally better. But as a Bond song, and no, I just mean the whole sequence. Like the the weapons falling down and forming a, a graveyard. And mm-hmm. all the, I wrote down the foreshadowing of the pre, of the title sequence and the song. I wrote that down at the end of the movie because it does hint, at, like it shows the yeah. Skyfall Manor in the title sequence. I had the thought, because again, we were watching the, the highlights go by on the Blu-ray DVD menu or whatever. And it showed some scenes like with the, the Chinese dragon thing, for example. Mm-hmm. So when the Chinese dragon thing came up in the title sequence, uh, I was like, I know where that's from, but man, if I didn't, I'd be like, what the hell is that doing here? Right, I right. feel like those are, are, they are, there's kind of an overture for the movie where it has little themes from the whole movie condensed yeah, yeah. into this one song. 
which is is nice but i feel like at the second watch is where you get more of those because i didn't know the manner exactly, or anything like definitely. that just hints that's it's like little teases of what's to Mm -hmm. come but yeah the song is she sure belts out that tune yeah yeah i feel like her style fits the bond character very well yeah oh god it's so good and i know the next song for specter is like sam smith or something and i listened to it and it's doesn't seem right to me but we'll we'll a lot of people don't like it i really like it 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 needs it has like two or three steps up and to me it needs that fourth but i've got the same problem with the friggin billy eilish tune that's right i really don't like that one and i like her don't i'm not a hater and i love who like politically and what she's doing and uh i was actually listening to her album on the weekend camping with my my niece was listening to it oh yeah and i really dug it but i did not i don't like no time to die the song the song yeah like where's the although the the production in the film might be different, they often add stuff to the song. It's different than like the studio release. And I mean, wait till you see the movie, you know. True. Yeah, you're right. The uh, just I mean, we'll we'll talk about Spectre more next week. But I'm also a Radiohead fan, and they had done a, a song for that that didn't get picked, so I'm a little sour. About right, it. right. Uh, well, we'll talk about that then. We're yes, here for yeah. Skyfall. <laughs> That's yeah, right. Enough to say tangent. So we go from. Uh, from that to M in the rain, writing Bond's obituary. Mm. I had the thought, because it was raining really hard in that shot, I was like, man, you know, when they're making movies like this, are they just sitting around waiting for like heavy rain, like yes. already, and then uh, they just go out? And then, not not then when I, it's interior, but when they, when they do outside. outside. Yeah. And then I had the thought, oh, they're in London. That's probably like every other day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's another thing I love about this one. And they clearly made that choice because it's the 50th and all of that. But it's in London. So much of it is in London. I know yeah. they go to Macau. They go to Shanghai. They're in Istanbul at the start. So it is still globetrotting. But primarily it's in England and Scotland. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're in the homeland. Really nice to see all those shots, yeah. I agree. I don't know if you want to go through the whole thing, but yeah, I, again, this movie, I was watching it so closely. I wasn't taking many notes, so right. I'll be bouncing off you mostly. M in the rain, obituary. Oh, she needs to, she goes to meet uh, Mallory, who's like mm-hmm. half firing her. Yeah. Like bureaucratically early retirement yeah. thing. Yeah. All right. So how I want to ask this, uh, did you think he was future M and did you think, uh, Lady in the Field was Future Money Penny. Like, when did you? I, I that's one thing that I did cheat. I did say Money Penny's back, and I forgot that it's a it's a reveal. It's like a yeah a twist at the end. Okay, the the M thing. I knew he was. He looked like he was trying to take over for her, but I didn't put that but, together. But that early in the movie, you might think he's even bad. Yeah, he seems like an antagonist a little bit, but then he was constantly reasonable. Yes, like you are sentimental you are cheating to get this guy back in the field you did lose all of these yeah, lose yeah. this list like he's yeah very reasonable he's just an outsider right so you don't trust an insider yeah the the money penny thing so i had remembered that you said she was back through near the end of the movie i was like oh maybe she was back in specter maybe it was just q back in this one and they were like you know um taking their time yeah and i had no idea that that girl is going to be. I, I crossed my mind at one point, I think, because when she's talking oh, about the man. desk, the desk work. But um, that's hilarious. 
since you don't got to work, we should almost watch it again immediately. <laughs> and <laughs> because, then record an extra. Episode. Because their banter, there's so much, she's in it so much more than Money Penny is ever in it. And yeah, that's why yeah. I thought, because I know how much you love Bond and Money Penny throughout even the Raji movies, but especially the Sean Connery ones. Their banter was just like that, right from the get go, right when he's in the in the car with her and they're knocking the mirrors off. Yeah. And then when he comes back and first sees her when they're walking through the underground, the new MI6 Churchill bunker, yeah. their banter is hilarious there. Yeah, yeah. And then when she comes to see him in Macau or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. Or Shang. I don't know which one it was. When she shaves him, here's <laughs> the tricky part. Well, and that's the point where they sleep together, right? And we get the answer of did they or but didn't did, they? But we didn't. We didn't? Not really. It wasn't explicit. They went from shaving to they're down in the casino. That I was gonna remember a long time ago. I said there's a movie coming up. Maybe mm. I even said Skyfall, where most people who are in the camp of yeah, Bond and Money Penny slept together. It's from that, but it, it wasn't explicit. But they they were making out before the scene closed. I'm pretty sure. Maybe because he had, but Roger Rogers def, and Sean Connery has kissed her before, and he was like playing at her at her shirt trying yes, to unbutton it yeah. a little bit. So they could have kissed, and she could have turned them down. It's not. I'm willing to have that conversation, but it's not for sure whether they slept together or not. Sure. I, again, I get, like, I came away with the impression that they did. Um, Check it out on yeah. your next watch. Yeah. Let us know what you think, people. Did they sleep together? <laughs> Bond as a soap opera. If they did this story with Sean Connery or Roger Moore, I think they did. Craig has a bit more class and is more about the business than the sleeping with women, even though he sleeps with quite a few women in this one. Like, Two, if you count money, Penny. Because he's no. There's with... a woman at the start and Severine. Oh yeah, yeah. So just two. You're right. Which is more than usual. He doesn't. He's not as much of a. I actually had the thought that I like that it's not about Bond as a player or as a womanizer. Certainly at all not at all in this one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he does just walk into a woman's shower with it being uh, welcome. But that, like, that's <laughs> yeah. she did say where she was going to be within an hour and basically did invite him. She didn't say like come into, come the into shower my room. And have yeah, sex that, with that's me. the weirdest. But you're right. Like, this is one of the only ones where he doesn't win by using his. Dick in the yeah, end. yeah. He's just. I know that we overuse it, but he wins because he's a blunt instrument. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. He. Uh, I don't want to jump right to the end, but like, I think he runs for the last three quarters okay. of the, like the yeah. from the end of the second act to the climax. He's running like the whole time. Honestly, so when <laughs> that whole sequence of Silva escaping MI6 to go to um, kill M. Yes, yeah, try to kill him. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the name of it, but I can't remember. Um, the courthouse, whatever. Westminster. Westminster, that was the, yeah. the thing. He, like, is chasing him through all these people, through the subway, yada, yada, yada. Like, man, why don't you just, like, take the subway and just cut him off there? You know where he's going. You know where M is. He didn't realize where he was going until he was on the subway and looked up at the stops to realize where he was heading. Yes, okay. They thought he was just escaping. That's right. They're like, why is he taking this way if he's escaping? They didn't realize he was heading to the courthouse. Oh, yes, yes. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I thought it was just he was just okay. running for the sake of running. I know. I Again, it took me watching several times before I realized, oh, no, that, that does make sense. Mm-hmm. Again, I keep changing the subject because I don't want to talk about that sequence yet because it's possibly my favorite of the whole series is those like from him escaping no it's even after the subway because i don't really like that scene either when he blows up the wall and the almost gets killed by the subway yeah it's from like when m starts talking like the the narration 
Oh, when they're like cutting between the three. The little montage when yeah, she's yeah. explaining about the modern times and who, how we're fighting villains without a flag. And uh, in the shadows. And, yeah, exactly. And there's clips of Silva and clips of Bond. Just actually, it doesn't show Bond yet. It shows who you're afraid of. And he kept showing clips of Silva. And then it says, what we need is a, she does the, what's, what's his name? The poem. Of, yes. Uh, yeah. 10. Who the hell was the poem by? But it was a that point, like a point like that, where they're doing this like montage dramatic music, stuff like that. It's like, it didn't, that's like not a typical Bond not thing at, at all. all. Yeah, yeah. That's a Sam Mendes thing. Oh. And like, uh, like there are people who thought this should have been nominated for an Oscar. Like there are such, it's so beautiful. The cinematography is so good and the themes are so heavy and the philosophy mm-hmm. behind it and dealing with the modern times warfare and all of that, plus the nod to film history. Like it, it's yeah. so heavily layered, but yeah. Anyway, from when he runs out of the underground to them in Scotland, like those eight, it's only like seven or eight minutes. Like the whole shootout at the courthouse and all of that is one of my favorite eight minutes of the whole twenty-four movies that are out so oh, far. Wow! At that point, uh, Rob paused it and was like, "We're like we're gonna wait till the pizza's ready and then we're gonna watch." Well, this. no, I paused it when Silva started to do his stretches. Yes, yes. <laughs> so right. like five or six minutes before that. Because I knew it was coming. And yeah. when he hops out of the... Un- well, just that 30 seconds is probably my favorite at all. But like, I love the courthouse shootout. And I love them in Scotland. And talking about mm. her pretending that she doesn't know where yeah. he came from. She says, like, what age were you when your parents were killed? And he says, you, you know. You know the whole story. Yeah. So the audience doesn't get to know. Right. Not, not but yet. that says... And he still loves her. He doesn't... Like, her... Just asking was enough. You know all of that. Yeah. Orphans, Orphans make great make the best recruits. <laughs> Which is so And he sad. just sort of grins. And in this movie specifically, they and we've t- I think we talked about it in one of the other ones, they call her mom or yeah. ma'am. Or like mom. it's it's a British term of endearment for mm-hmm. your superior who's a woman. Yeah, but the comparison to mother is not lost here, you know. Not at all. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah, I always thought of Bond or as M sort of as the bond girl in this one but she's really beyond she's not the bond girl she's another as i said she's another one of the heroes she has her own arc in this one Mm -hmm. and yeah mother figure brutal mother Mm. (laughs) mother from a military family that's a good uh segue back to where we were so she gets the talking down she's told she has to you know tie up her loose ends because she's being fired and then we go to bond uh, getting hammered and banging chicks down, and I don't know where he is exactly. He's on a beach somewhere, probably Jamaica. We can say that's. I always thought that, or it looked like Thailand or something. But I'm pretty sure I read somewhere it's Turkey. But I didn't know they have such beautiful beaches. Anyway, then he uh, back to his patriotism. He's there, like looks like six or seven a.m. Yeah, he's been up all night. Like goes he, to he drink. took the red eye over or whatever. Yeah. No, he's been up all night partying. Remember after he did the shot with the scorpion? No, sorry, I'm still in the south. I'm still where he is. And oh, then yeah, yeah. Wolf Blitzer comes on the TV on CNN mm-hmm. and says there's been a bombing at MI6 and his ears just perk up and he turns around. Mm. Uh, I guess I got to go back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I. It's so funny because his character, James Bond, especially Craig's, is kind of jaded, cynical, but... And I don't want to say patriot because that comes with a certain, I don't know, right wing, chest beaten kind of thing. Like, I don't, he doesn't follow the government no matter what, but he has a 
belief of what is right for England and will protect that. He he has a strong internal code compass yes. and he's extremely dutiful. Right. For better with, or with worse. that one. Yeah. With that code. He's yeah. totally willing to not listen to authority depending on who is in authority. Like cuz but every, he does focus on the mission. He, yes. Generally. His own mission. Sometimes the mission that M gives him, but if he doesn't really agree with that, he'll go off on a tangent. Like you said, it's a it's an internal moral compass for sure, because this is one of the many times that the villain kept him alive just to offer him a position in their enterprise. Happened from Doctor No all the way to this one. Mm-hmm. Like he he said, why go? Like when he when we first meet Silva, he does that amazing rap monologue, and then says, "You don't need MI six. Choose your own missions here. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, join me," and doesn't even consider it. So. Yeah, I don't know if I want back. I always talk about how I don't want to be handheld, but I want more of that backstory a little bit. Why is he such a? This is part of why I love him, though. I guess, and he's it's so well. It ties a little bit back to like that he's a lost orphan, right? And that the only thing he's known that's given him meaning, perhaps, is the duty and the and, and he's had to find his own way and his own compass. Yeah. But, it's still but he does duty. it in his own way, and even his bosses don't usually like him. He gets, you know, dressed down constantly by his superiors. Yeah. He does it his own. He's just a man who gets the job done. But like, you can tell that they're teasing the old Bernard Lee M Bond relationship with Mallory. Mm-hmm. They kind yes. of butt heads yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, but it is duty still. Like again, even in this one, we get him on holiday, and he doesn't last very long on holiday. Three months. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. And then he comes back. He's always What back. was his line? Uh, enjoying death. <laughs> yes. Now I'm hanging out in the dark, being creepy. That scene bugged me. Yeah. There's some cringy... Like, the other cringy thing was when... Uh, uh, it was... Okay, so Syl was talking about all of his uh, fun side project, you know, terrorism hacking stuff. And then Bond says, everyone needs a hobby, which yeah. is really funny. And he's like... Silva's like, oh, what's your hobby then? Resurrection. Like, okay. yeah, he's he's almost, yeah, like religious with yeah. his duty. And like, yeah, back to the uh, word association thing. Country, England, mm-hmm. duty. Like he's all yeah, about yeah. that. Like Murder, employment. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Like he could have a big Union Jack tattooed on his back. <laughs> like it's <laughs> a bit much. Really it's a funny. bit heavy handed, I guess. But again, that leans into the, he's not a real person at all. No, he's, he's been a, sculpted as a weapon. Yeah, essentially, and you kind of get that. Like you refer to him as a blunt instrument a lot. Instrument is maybe a really important word in that. Like he's an instrument that you know is used to achieve. And he's an ideal. Like Mm -hmm. it seems so weird because these people don't exist. Like you typically have a stupid, blind right wing patriot or a hippie as a character. Not this person who tends to typically like a really flawed guy who has fun, drinks and has sex and gets the job done. I I don't know. I uh, I need to work on this thread a little bit. This movie does lean into a lot of why I love this character so much. There's so many times where he just doesn't stop. Like especially <laughs> in the second act, like after Silva escapes, like I said, He's just running and yeah. fighting constantly. All across, like, across all across London. And then even at the end, 
He's running across the ice, and when yeah. he shoots the ice and falls in, and Silva just is like, huh, just kind of yeah. laughs. Like, yeah. who is this guy? Yeah. He's like, oh, fuck, I'll deal with him later, like, whatever. Yeah, like, I think he could kick, kick Captain America's ass. Like, he, yeah. what in that poem, Tennyson, does that sound right? Something like that. I can't believe I'm blanking on that. I used to be able to quote that whole poem because I love this scene so much. She mentions fortitude. Oh, no, I think that was when she wrote the, uh, I said, your exemplary of British fortitude in his obituary. Yes. that That's his bond, fortitude and perseverance. He just doesn't quit. Mm-hmm. And he said, I like that part or whatever. Yeah, that part was all right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, him in this, I do like, I like all the quippiness a lot. I like the f- fortitude. I even liked his, the, the shakiness at those tests. And the fact that he failed all those tests is like, that's pretty funny and telling yeah. of all of it. Like, again, how did Quantum go to this? That doesn't make any sense. Well, I guess because he's been just boozing and eating and banging down and wherever he's been for the last three months. He got out of shape. That could be within the movie as well. But I, I thought about that because when we get the scene of him there three months later, he still looks ripped as hell. Like, he didn't right. eat a single so potato chip or whatever. Yeah. I mean, he could still be working out, but not doing all the other things. Like shooting and whatever. But, like, remember... Mm-hmm. He does all those like that's to demonstrate I'm getting old. I'm too old for this shit with all the. Well, th- th- that's what I mean. But by like, the end, he's shooting perfectly. He's shooting friggin' rungs on a ladder as a warning. And he's picking off those bottles and he sprints across London. He runs all the way yeah. to Scotland, basically. <laughs> like he's back in shape by the end of it very quickly. I didn't mean that he's out of shape. The shakiness, like the nerves, like the uh, he fucking didn't... died and he's. Right. Uh, I just thought he was out of practice, but you might be right. It might be nerves. Well, it's got, because it's, hmm. I mean, he was a bit tired doing those pull ups. But, sure uh, <laughs> but still, again, like I was saying this about Daniel Craig, how he is, like, it's not close how much more dedicated he is to this role than, like, I love Sean Connery. Love Raji in his own way. I'm on record for how much I love Brozzy, Dalton, and our boy Lazenby. But, None of them, like combined, are as good, at, at least at, as committed as he is to this friggin' role. None of them try that hard. Like, how fit he, like, the yeah. shape he gets in, the, like, his eyes, he's actually acting in his eyes. Like, Connery, I love Connery. He's probably my second yeah. favorite, but because of how cool and suave he is, not because he's a good actor. Well, and, but that's really telling, right? Like, he, again, this is serious stuff like if connery tried really hard it wouldn't be as cool and suave but that's i don't think that this is that serious i think he i don't know what i'm trying to say no but i i feel like part of the thing for the other actors was that they didn't try as much that was part of the cool i don't see that way i guess he just makes him more human but still i like craig a lot too I, i don't disagree he's human but still out of this world because the character is impossible he's too good and he's too fit and too loyal and all of that, but while still being crazy and cynical and all that. Like, it, I don't know how he can be both grounded and human, yet supernatural at the same time, but he does it. And I I don't know, like, uh, Lazenby had vulnerability, but he wasn't as, he, he wasn't an actor. So he didn't do the drama nearly as well. Sure. And Brazi was pretty good. But Craig can do humor, too. He's just a good actor. He's a really fucking good actor. Yeah. I, I love watching him. 
Uh, way well, more than like Roger Moore, for example. He's more fun to watch. He just yeah. is. He looks damn good, and he's funny. <laughs> he's funnier than I yeah. remember. He gets such a bad rap for being humorless. Do you find, though, there was a couple of times when he's like, the way he's standing or the way he's running, it looks awkward. Like his body's like... Yeah, I. you know game. where I found it was in the... Uh, the title sequence he mm. shoots funny like he uh, granted that was probably an animation but he like i don't know it's kind of from the hip and he moves really mechanical yeah i'm doing an impression realizing that this is an audio format <laughs> i found that shot of when they're going to scotland and they have that conversation about him being uh, an orphan oh, he's like kind of standing with the Oh, you're crazy. That's like one of the best shots. I know. No, it's great. I'm just saying that he's standing with a weird gait a little bit. Yeah. It's a little wide or something. He is a little wide gated. Yeah, yeah. He's short and stocky. Oh, is he? I think he's the shortest Bond. That's interesting. Maybe that's part part of the way they have to... Frame it. Yeah. I think he's like... I forget. It's short, though. But like 5'9 or 10. Okay. So he's not like short, short, but he's not tall. Interesting. I'm going to have to look. You keep talking. Yeah. I'm trying to think of when he was running strange too. I mean, he was running weird on the ice at the end, but that's because it's ice. It's ice. And then there was, but it just like, I don't know. He just so, in- he's so intense about all those action scenes, like the running and the throwing himself and, but man, yeah, really good stuff. 5'10". 5'10". It's not so short. No, but like Roger Moore was like tall, quite tall. Yeah. So was Connery. Shorter than me. 5'10". Yeah. This isn't the most... It's the second least serious he gets, so I find it a little... I don't know, I'm a little surprised that you think it was serious, because I couldn't believe how light it was compared well, to... But maybe I think you're... I mean, granted, we just watched Die Another Day. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, Casino Royale and Quantum were so long ago, and at that point, my impression was, was like, I don't watch movies this... Melodramatic. Like, well, no, because those ones feel sillier to me in retrospect, because I think at the time, I don't, like, I don't watch action E movies, right? So there, I was like, oh, this is all like trite or something, like right, right. you know. So, boy, are you gonna look at action movies different? Because you got the new barometer. Yeah. <laughs> if you were to watch one, like, well, I'm gonna it, be like, where's Money Penny? Where's? Well, <laughs> it's not just that. You will see what I'm talking about when you watch just a non-franchise run of the mill. Like if you're ever, you know, bored on a Friday and have a drink with whoever, and you're just throwing a run-of-the-mill action movie you're like wait what where is all of the stuff that makes yeah. it fun <laughs> all the cool stuff yeah um it would be interesting to have you go back to all of those the other sorry the other two crag ones well we've got another crag one next yes. and it's much less i think that will help get me a better although like it gets criticized for not knowing what it is it's very serious and then it's very not but and i hate that people say that because there's a moment in Octopussy that everybody loves that's so dramatic when he's hanging from the plane at the end. I'm like, fuck off. He was Tarzan <laughs> 45 minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. Like they all, I don't like judging the modern ones harsher than we judge the old ones. Hmm. They, these, If well, you look at Skyfall under like the same lens that we did Octopussy or whatever, like it can be a little silly here and there, but then super dramatic. Well, one of, one of the thoughts I had with this one, we get such a huge, it's hugely emphasized about technology, right? We get obviously Definitely. Silva and all of the, the big philosophical element to it, but even Q and all the gadgets in the new MI6 office and stuff. And I was like, man, it feels like, like exponentially more modern than the previous Brosnan ones, for example. But I wonder in like 20 years, is it going to be like Brosnan 
and more comparisons where it feels closer because Probably. things will have come so much farther. Yeah. It's, so it's hard to just it's to say funny, like, though it's you say it's an over it's super modern yet his gadgets instead of an invisible car was a radio and a pistol. Well, but that was quite intentional, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But all it was more grounded yet more modern. But the the point I was trying to make is that we are super affected not only by what we grew up with, but us now also looking like you can't get out of the era that you're in. You can't get out yeah. of the context you're in to view it. So, which is funny because I grew up with Brosnan, so I feel like so I have two different eras now. Yeah, that I can identify with. Like I remember vividly Die Another Day in the theater because I went. <laughs> it was like I yeah. while well, we were saying last week, I went the week before I saw the Two Towers. They were both out around Christmas, two thousand two. Where. I obviously saw Skyfall in theaters and Casino Royale on like TV. Yeah. So, so those are your modern ones. So it's hard to compare them to those old ones, I guess. But I forget what the point is. Well, it's it's just that you, it's hard to have some kind of objective opinion about any of them because obviously, and it's all super subjective and biased towards like the most recent one or now and the past. Well, to that, I can't remove how much I like in general. Like I love the classics and I respect them and I like what they're doing and all of that. But I, I think the, the worst movies that have ever been made have been made in the last 10 years and the best movies that have ever been made mm-hmm. possible. I mean, that might be a stretch, maybe not the best, but people are making really, really good movies. There've been amazing innovations mm-hmm. and they're telling stories that were never able to be told before. Like I love modern cinema which mm-hmm. I think is why one of the reasons I love this one so much is it, it has all. It's a perfect blend of the old and new. It looks spectacular. And it's well acted. Like, I, I don't know. It's borderline flawless for a Bond movie for what I want. Like it, <laughs> it checks all the old boxes, plus it's new and beautiful. And I could watch it with... I love watching movies with people. I could watch Skyfall with anybody and they would find something to enjoy. You yeah, know, yeah. it's perfect. And it gives me, like I said to you at one point, I'm a giant goosebump. Like I'm, I, I super felt, I felt goosebumpy a lot of the time. Just yeah. all the, just, it's like you said, it's such a beautiful piece of work and made with love. It wasn't made cause it's yeah. time to make a bond movie. A lot of them kind of felt like, well, it's been two years We've got Roger Moore under contract. Let's do another. Let's die another day. (laughs) Or, yeah, that. God. That's just like, let's throw a bunch. Well, anyway, that one was. Which, again, I still, like I was saying to you earlier, like, man, I was defending die another day so much. And, you know, apples and not even oranges. It's like apples and like a game of checkers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Or something. Yeah. Um, But. Some, and I. Even Die Another Day, as I said last week, I liked it quite a bit. But I, I keep thinking of like Diamonds Are Forever, where they they were so afraid of the criticism of Majesties that they just threw a bunch of money at Sean Connery and made a bonkers-ass script mm-hmm. and how kind of hollow it was. It's one of my least favorites, as people know, compared to, uh, yeah, this. like It doesn't well, feel like they were just doing a job. Peep, everybody involved knew what they were doing and loved it. Like they all wanted to do a good job. They were trying to make a good movie instead of just make a bomb movie, just make money. 
It's it's funny though, like you bring up uh, Majesty's Into Diamonds Are Forever, and you think of the Daltons into Brozzy's whole career, and you think of this one into what you've told me about Spectre, where although I, Spectre's the same director too. Sam Mendes comes yeah, back, but the, it's like it's kind of like comic relief. You like you you put the pressure on, and then you release the valve a little bit. It's true, and then yeah, there's been these corrections throughout the Bond series. So from Moonraker to For, uh, For Your Eyes Only, which was the most grounded of the Roger Moore ones, and Diamonds Are Forever to Live and Let Die was a little bit crazy, but anyway, the big one is obviously Die Another Day to Casino Royale. Then Quantum, back to a safe one with Skyfall. I mean, I don't know if there's something to that. I don't know if they were trying to relieve the pressure. I really think that, well, we'll get to Spectre next week, but I think that they all wanted the team, like they they teed it up with this one. The whole Scooby-Doo gang's together. Mm-hmm. M is handing you a manila envelope for your eyes only, 007. Money pennies yeah. out front. You got Q down in the lab. Oh, man. That ending was immaculate. so good. Well... <laughs> And it's like I was saying, it's like the whole movie in a way was the computer booting up for the reboot, yeah. you know? You Which is it, funny, yeah. uh, a re- three episodes into a reboot. Yeah, they, it's like a prequel trilogy or something. It sort of is. And so, sorry, um, Casino Royale and Quantum are like one story, basically. It's a direct sequel, and that's his getting his double O, and then there's this one. So if it wasn't for the old age component yeah it makes a it lot would of sense. be a perfect th- trilogy intro to 007 except you get the feeling like he's old and checked out like well, yeah if they didn't do that it would be perfect for that i guess there's a way of looking at it where it's not he's not like ancient right and maybe the the chronology or like the the thought is that prime 007 is late in his career not like yeah, Super yeah. late, but a little totally. late. Within real life chronology, not our chronology? Within general canon, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, that's what so you So, official get. canon by, like, Eon Productions is that it was a reboot, unfortunately. Yes. I, and, I don't but acknowledge in the, that. But in the books, is he, like, an older... Is he more like Skyfall age, you think, or...? In Casino Royale... I forget if they... I think he's, like... Like, he is in Casino Royale, like, late 30s, early 40s. Mm-hmm. Which is because you have to have a whole extensive career. They don't even just to become an agent yeah. and do all that stuff. It's like yeah. a politician. They don't recruit you right from your undergrad. <laughs> so in that way, it does kind of make sense. If you if you try like, I feel like in a way you've hammered down the old, checked out, retired thing more than maybe is necessary. And if you think about it, just like maybe he, it's not age. It's old way versus new way. Acknowledging the past of James Bond in that. You know what? In the 2010s, James Bond is still relevant. It's not necessarily an age thing. It's a old world human intelligence, man on the ground thing. Like instead of all computers and drones and shit. Mm-hmm. So not an age, but an old age way of doing things. Not like senior yeah. citizen, but old school. I think that might hmm. be more the theme of the movie. Like yeah, when, yeah, yeah, when yeah. Kincaid gives him the knife. Uh, it's not... And that and Money Penny saying uh, some sometimes the old ways are better and blah blah. It's not like you're getting old. It's we still need to learn from the past and still keep to some old traditions. I yeah. know how much you hate all that. Yes. shit. Yes. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, okay, boomer, kind of. It's that kind of stuff. But that's like yeah. and, and like you said, 
a combination of both is definitely the best. To to disregard yeah. everything we've learned from the past would be completely insane. And to go fully on board with whatever new technology we have would be completely insane. Surely we have to do a little bit of both, which I think is what Skyfall saying. Yeah, it's hard to I know how much you hate old. No, I'm trying to I'm trying to ageist. think about it. Just <laughs> call me an ageist. <laughs> it's hard to think about cuz it's about like military basically, right? Like you were saying, it's like special ops like but that's better than massive armies or drones, which is what the world we're in, unfortunately. Well, in, in that way, like the James Bond is not the old, old way or the new way. He's like the medium way. Yeah, he's the right. Cold War era. It's not like... Post, post-war to, mm-hmm. you know, late 90s. Pre-cyber and pre-Iraq, pre-Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Like, not boots on the ground. You send people in, get intelligence, avoid big wars. Mm-hmm. By having people on the ground when you when diplomatic channels don't work it is, it is good they acknowledge that you do need the new stuff too because i think if they were just defending like no the like that our would, way is better like, that would be ridiculous would and be it ridiculous. wouldn't work yeah and that you have that in uh the young baby q uh in this one and they have that banter of like like you need me and i need you God, kind of thing man it's just perfect <laughs> craig and Naomi Harris, Money Penny, and him and Q, like they got the banter right immediately. Like you can tell they really wanted to recapture that old Connery stuff. Like, yeah. Oh, and 007, please return some of this stuff. And yes. Whatever. Like he even had that line. Yeah, like, yeah. Return the equipment. And yeah, their banter was great, and his and Money Penny's. It's almost stuff. like that kid like had seen a Bond movie and was like saying that, you know, <laughs> like the Q line. Yeah. Like, so what did you think of? Q. I, I, I like was, him. I was yeah. really excited for you to meet this Q. It's, it's like, of course, like that's my kind of character. I like yeah, that. I like, and course, I, I've yeah. been I've been quiet about so much yeah. with the Craig stuff because I don't want to, you know, leave the breadcrumbs mm-hmm. as I've said. So is that Q Inspector? Yeah. Okay. And no time to see, die. I want to see more of him um, next week. Yeah, because he's he's good. And he's. I feel like he was underplayed a little bit. He's in Spectre even more. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Naomi Harris is back as Money Penny, and uh, Ray Fiennes is back as M. And Judy Dench even has a. She's back from the dead with a cameo. Oh. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. There's no zombies in Bond. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's a spoiler or a teaser. Is it like a flashback or something? You will see. Okay. Oh, I wanted to say there was one point with Q where they're trying to. Like decrypt that data, the obfuscated code, yeah. um, which is a like I think that's what my uncle does as a job, so obfuscates code. Um, but Bond finds the key. And yeah, that was a little cringy. Like this, like computer genius, but Bond's just like, oh, but look, that's Glenhorn or yeah. some kind of yeah. There's Grand Bow, I think it was or something. Whatever it is, that one we were near it earlier. That is one of the biggest plot points that bugs me. That he cracks, doesn't crack it. He just sees a word, and use it as the key. Use it as the key. Like nobody who knows, like they got to be hoping that nobody who knows anything about computers is paying attention. Yeah, basically. And I know nothing, but even I can tell that that's a little bit of a stretch that our hero would find that. That Mm -hmm. and the whole, the only flaw. Or the main flaw 
in Silva's plan is getting to the courthouse and planning on executing M in front of everybody. And then that just like Bond shoots a fire extinguisher and it just all goes to hell. Like was his whole plan to kill her there? Like he had, he must've been able to do it in a more, I know it wasn't supposed to be efficient. He wanted it to be cold and in her face. So why not do it as she's leaving that place out on the sidewalk or something and actually succeed? It's like he didn't, well, actually let me defend it and uh, go beyond what the script does. He never really wanted to succeed. Like at the end, he goes and tries to kill her and can't. Yeah. Maybe he keeps coming up with these elaborate plots so he doesn't succeed because he can't actually kill her because all he wants is her approval. <laughs> well, he and it's another example of like you can kind of write it off as villain is crazy. Right. Kind of like he's lost it because he just yeah, he just kind of he's he's really meticulous, but also like nothing makes sense. Really? He's a lot like the Dark Knight's Joker. Just uh-huh. chaos and chaos. Well, like, right up to getting caught on purpose. <laughs> when he, uh, yes, when he, like that train going through that big hole in the subway or whatever, like that's that's a lot of people getting killed for like no reason, man. Right? I guess they didn't all necessarily die, but probably. well, I'm sure they're not doing the best. <laughs> True, but did you notice when he left the courthouse, he just randomly he's like so pissed, he just, like, he just, yeah, shot, just shot a shot random person. person. Yeah, I, yeah. I like chuckled, oh, like what a maniac. Even then, at the end, when they do the onslaught in Scotland, he just knowingly kind of sends all his dudes in to die and then comes up yeah, with a helicopter. It's, later. it's like a video game where the first wave goes in yeah, and you yeah. know they're dead. Like, yes, yeah, Bond, Kincaid, and M just. Make short work of them. No problem. Use up all their traps. Yeah. 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 yeah he's a, he's a hard one to break down. Just completely fucking bonkers. I uh, actually maybe related the first scene where you, that room of just like servers, I guess. Drives and servers. I, I yeah. was like, man, he has poor cable management, man. That's <laughs> a fucking mess. Did you like that monologue? Oh yeah. The rat thing. Yeah. That was, was great. He's such a good actor. Like, I, did I you, literally wrote down uh, poor cable management question mark ex agent great actor. Those are my notes for him. <laughs> like it's one shot from behind Bond's shoulder. Yeah. You see the villain for and the first time. That shot, he's doing the monologue and walking from far away. And we get Bond's Bond's eye view. Exactly. Of, of coming for into focus. Forty five seconds? Like how many how much rehearsal would that take? Like he is walking slow. Yeah. He would have had to walk really slow to get that whole monologue in. Like, that is exceptional acting. Because you hear about, like, most actors are shit because all they have to do is look down and find their mark. You can see all the, like, he didn't have a mark. He came down on a lift, Javier, with his monologue in his head, with his crazy dyed blonde hair. He wouldn't wear a wig. He dyed his hair blonde yeah, <laughs> to yeah. do this thing. With these stupid fake teeth and does this crazy monologue. It's fucking, it's so awesome. In that scene, too, we get that weird thing where he's like touching Bond a lot. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about that yet. Yeah, this yeah. is this, this is where I. Uh, Part of your homosexual headcanon? Yes, that <laughs> Bond has had boyfriends in the past. Because he said specifically, it's not my first time or something. Who says this is my first time? Oh, Mr. Bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you sure this is still about M? <laughs> Ooh, where was this in your training book? Oh, well, first time for everything. Who said this was my first time? <laughs> just so cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's just the best. Connery couldn't have done that. Roger Moore, maybe a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
I could just see him with like a little grin on his face saying, who says this? But like they weren't touching gay jokes back then. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he plays it so damn cool. One weird part right after that, that's a little like off-putting, is when, and brutal. You talk about how serious this movie is sometimes. When Severine's killed. Yeah. And then like instantly the helicopter, like two minutes later, less than two minutes later... That she would have been saved, yeah. She would have been saved. And Bond makes a quip. It's called a radio. And then, like, it shows Sylvia again, and Severine's, like, still dead in the background. Like, you can make a joke right now? And he, like, basically promised to her that he would save her. Like, he, I mean, he didn't have much choice. And I just no. would have liked to see him sad there instead of make a joke. But maybe they, they really didn't want to go too heavy with this. It's, but It's funny that if it was Brosnan, he would probably be sadder. Right. Yeah, Brozzy would have gone over there and like dug his nose in her hair yeah, yeah. and like done something really weird. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then made a joke. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that that part, I don't know, throws me it's because the corpse is still right there in the background. She's just yeah. hanging there. He doesn't really care. Like a lot of people die and he he isn't faced in this one. Who else dies? Well, I just I mean like not like main people or anything, but like uh Patrice, he just drops off the building and he's just mad he didn't get the info. He's an assassin who killed Bronson. He was there yeah, to kill him. Yeah. He was there actually to kill him. So, of course, he's not upset. He just needed the information. Well, we haven't talked about that. Like, do you know how hard it would be to shoot that scene with all of that glass and all of those lights? That was a really fucking cool scene. Yeah, yeah. Like, the cinematography there. I mean, I know I'm beating a dead horse a little bit. If you look up... If you, like youtube skyfall probably after the song and after the trailer and maybe like some pirated version of the movie would be some film dork complimenting the cinematography of that (laughs) shot so i'm not going to go on and on about it but my god it is quite an achievement to not get like a crew member in the background off a reflection it's a whole room filled with glass and to have Mm -hmm. continuity to not yeah. have anything like feel disjointed because there's so much glass and all of like there's like the a jel- jellyfish moving around. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. And that quick fight. Like so there's the stalking thing and then the silhouette fight. With the guns as, as light. And at that point I didn't know who was who. Yeah. And that's really cool. Yeah. I was like, I don't know who I'm rooting for here. Like, right, right. Which I mean okay, maybe it's not a theme of this movie. I was gonna say, Oh, it's like blurring like good and evil, but that's not really the theme in this movie. It's not cold and new. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the first, when Bond falls through the glass, grabs the gun, pulls himself back up. Mm. I love that little bit of choreography. But yeah, then the camera pans around and it's from, like, it's facing the broken window. That fight, like, the gun goes off a few times. There's a bunch of blocks. I, I You all know. It's amazing. Yeah. That's one of the best cinema. That and, like, all the shots of Skyfall burning. And then running away from it. The that orange, explosion, though, the man. The orange colors. Yeah. That was a, like, that explosion wouldn't, like, that's one of those, like, that would never happen like that, right? Two propane tanks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All, all, well, who knows how much friggin' gas is left in that helicopter. I don't know. I don't know anything about. Yeah. It reminds me of, um, there's a scene from, like, Simpsons or something, right? Where the car goes off the road and then just blows up. Like, up. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's more atrocities in the Bond history when, like, a hubcap blows up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that doesn't actually happen, but... Michael Bay is famous for that. Like, I think in Armageddon, a park bench explodes. <laughs> <laughs> at, the, at the end there, how do you feel about the groundskeeper, dude? 
oh yeah, we haven't talked about Kincaid. So a I mean, I don't know if this is rumor or if it's true, but Sean Connery was rumored to play that role. That would be some fucking cool, right? That'd be a mind fuck though. That would sure yeah. fuck with my chronology. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I mean, and I think that's one of the reasons and he was in retirement and they were like talking to him and trying to like mend some bridges and stuff because sean connery is one of these few actors that retired he just decided he's done working oh, okay like 10 or 15 years before he died gene hackman's another one that happens very rarely like some actors like to work into their old age he retired and uh they were talking to him to come back to do this which would have been i don't know that would have been odd as it, I love Albert Finney, the actor who played Kincaid. Mm -hmm. He's one of my favorite random ass characters. I love him. I don't, like it, it's a little strange. He, like, yeah. where, was he just hiding in the corner? Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's what I was gonna say. It felt like okay, like it, this guy's just randomly here. I don't want to do this because I love it so much. Yeah, but, and I've seen it defended. The end doesn't really work for me. The <laughs> I like the hiding out at Skyfall, but by far the biggest flaw in the movie is the climax. The uh, fucking Home Alone at Skyfall. Yeah, yeah. Like, literally, like, it, it ruins... This is why it wasn't nominated for an Oscar, as far as I'm concerned. Where do I begin? <laughs> Where were they walking from, the first wave? Why were they all lying up in front of the car? Why... I don't know. They had to see so many things coming. And who are these people? Where did that helicopter come from? That's like, I, I don't know. They're out in the middle of the highlands. Yeah. Helicopters can't fly endless leagues. That had to be refueled. Some, I mean, I know I shouldn't get too far into it. But who are these mercenaries? How much are they getting paid? And who, he, he had uh, a lot, and he, um, I mean, later to that, he had a lot of like cops on his side. When he was well, they they the could have just been in disguise yeah but just like with was. cop cars and everywhere like sure i mean all right maybe i shouldn't get too into the weeds with who these people are yeah but he's a, like, just throwing everything like nobody touch him i want her alive as he's throwing incendiary grenades into the building any one of them could have blown her up yeah yeah like that part i i understand they wanted to like literally blow up bond's past i love the imagery Mm -hmm. um, Scott, I'm don't begrudge that they went there at all. I wish it had been Silva driving up in like an army truck with maybe a little mini army. Maybe they had a little battle. Maybe they like escaped and went out on a boat instead, like from Russia with Love or something. I don't like the helicopter sucks. Also, the the, the wave two waves really annoys me. The helicopter didn't have guns on it or something. Like it, it had a big. Like yeah, turret like fifty turned to the yeah, side. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? I I don't know. That to me is the biggest flaw, it, and I love it. I love the traps that they set, and I really like yeah. Kincaid, and I like M fighting. So well, I don't I don't even mind the trap. It's just it's executed really strangely, and doesn't fit with like the mood, the like slow pace sophisticated nature of the rest of the movie yeah it's not quite sophisticated i i think this is kind of what i meant by i don't really want to because like i don't want to criticize it because i i do love it but it is, you're right like it's some of some of it's a, worthy of a little bit of absolutely and to me the end is definitely yeah. 
And like I said, I laughed again, and I laugh every time. He's a groundskeeper. He doesn't know the way to the chapel without a fucking flashlight. Without that flashlight, not that it made a difference in the end. He, she died anyway. I do like that. I like that she was shot by a regular old foot soldier. Yeah. Who just went in and And just bled out. And bled out, yeah. And I think Bond asked if she was all right, and she lied and said she she was. Yeah. She she said, are you hurt? Only my pride, because she dropped her weapon. Yeah. Yeah, I was never quite a good shot. That's right, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. The groundskeeper, like, show up to the middle of fucking nowhere, Scotland, and there's just a guy hanging out in the corner. Like, it's yeah, like, what is were he... you living off of, buddy? Like, the kitchen uh-huh. wasn't stocked, right? Yeah, who's paying you, Mr. Groundskeeper? Mm-hmm. Like, come on, Hagrid. What are you still doing? Yeah, there? yeah. They should have it... had fucking Hagrid play him. Because he was in the... They have <laughs> Valentine Valentine come back. comes yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wouldn't be I Valentine. love this act. Emma! I love that he calls her Emma. Yeah, yeah. that was really good. <laughs> uh, yeah, he. I mean, he's great, but like, I wonder why. Like, they would have yeah. been fine just the two of them. Like, did he add anything? It's a. It's kind of a no. weird choice. Yeah, that yeah. whole climax is really bizarre. I. I don't know. Like, it's almost a little bit like a western. How we've lost everything. Mi six is blowing up. We're under attack. The courthouse has been attacked. I'm going to rescue you and take you back to my home. Back, and we're going to like barricade the walls. And I'm going to protect you. It's very Western hero-like. Mm-hmm. And they take the friggin' time. A few beautiful shots in Scotland. My God, the first time we hear the friggin' Bond theme. Yeah. When he opens the garage door, just meow, meow. What, what car is that? That's the DB5. Yeah. That's, that's from Goldfinger. And would, well, and he got it in Casino Royale too. Okay, so that's the one that he won in the poker hand in the Bahamas. Yes, yeah. So, but it's also, I mean, he had it in Goldeneye. He had it in Thunderball and Goldfinger. He's had it in, like that's his like personal yeah. car. He. It was funny. Uh, she was like, "Oh yeah, are you going to inject me or whatever?" Yeah, yeah, really yeah, good, yeah. yeah. You're going to complain the whole way. Uh, what other go nod- ahead and eject me see if I care <laughs> what other nods were there because there were some other nods were you expecting an exploding pen that was a good we one we don't really yeah. go in for that anymore <laughs> yeah yeah that was good oh, I'm trying to think there was oh the uh, hopping off the Komodo reminded me of live and let die off the alligators yeah yeah did uh, was there a similar ice thing before like when he um, shot a circle in the ice and goes under, like Die Another Day didn't happen. Uh, I mean, he in Die Another Day, he chopped his own hole in the ice and hooked up his rebreather and went for a I swim. I thought of the rebreather, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I was going to, leading up to the climax, when they escape London in the DB5, I'm all for all of that. Like, it's clear all this buildup has been leading to this payoff. We have the new money penny and I mean we haven't got there yet, but like the courtroom scene where he slides the gun to money penny and then the security guard falls and the Mallory grabs a gun and they shoot the extinguishers. It's this awesome shootout. Then he saves M and the Aston Martin. I'm all for all that and even going all the way to Skyfall with that big payoff of this childhood home. From there they should have done something different. Mm-hmm. I that that's my only complaint. 
it i'm bored you know how you're often bored with the action scenes like it's cool but i'm like yeah okay generic blow i mean i love when he gets pissed when he blows up the car and they <laughs> they have that awesome bond theme cue again uh you yeah. know the, like a violent bond themed uh, wow 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 and then cranks the propane tanks on and blows them up yeah and i love the scene at the chapel i like am dying it's just the yeah the home alone of it it's funny and different but it's but, but that's what yeah that's kind of hmm. it doesn't fit the rest of the movie no no i feel like hagrid shouldn't have been there and it shouldn't have been home alone yeah, Somehow. like there should have and fewer soldiers. It should have been like a bit more one on one y. It should have been more, yeah, more like because they're going in the middle of nowhere to wait for someone to come try to kill them. It should have been darker that little bit, not like a training montage where he's practicing his skeet shooting. And yeah, there should have been like I love the little bit of dialogue that we get when they talk about the obituary. And yeah. like I said, that's like their version of I love you. But imagine how cool that would have been. Again, it just if the groundskeeper dude wasn't there if it was just bond and m in the middle of nowhere yeah yeah and silva and a carload of people maybe yeah who and then like he and bond have another good monologue together or whatever m still gets wounded offhand that we don't know about and dies in his like i love the scene in the chapel i like that i really love that he can't kill her silva can't kill her Mm -hmm. and almost does the duel Double, double suicide thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's awesome. But, yeah, I don't know. And, like, I'm stretching. It's fun. I enjoy that. But, it, yeah. like, it's more like the rest of the Bond movies than anything else in Skyfall. Where you're just kind of like, yeah, here we go. Here's the, the climax rolling up. <laughs> yeah, the other, the only big difference is the lair is Bond's home instead of a big villain lair, which is interesting. Yeah. There is no... I mean, the lair, I guess, would be that island. That island, yeah, yeah. But but that was just like... A, that was when we saw the like introduction to the villain. Right, the villain, very brief. There. Do you... Um, it makes me think, like, it would have made sense if it was, like, Silva and his henchman. But the henchman was, at most, Patrice. Yeah, there wasn't Which, really a hench no. person. Yeah. No. Yeah, like, just generic mercenaries. Yeah. Yeah, that... If there's a flaw, it's that and... A few awkward one-liners, I guess. So that's a stretch. Otherwise, yeah. God damn. We should hammer home like villain was fucking great. Like the tone, the themes, execution was fucking amazing. Like I it was great. A big old goosebump of a movie. <laughs> exactly. Especially, I know I opened this once we came back from the movie. Like it didn't add a whole lot watching all of them, but I think it did. Like all the. What we were just saying, did you notice any other Easter eggs or whatever? It's not necessarily Easter eggs. It's just not like subtle nods and respect to the legacy of the series. Mm. You're like, oh, wow. Like what a new and beautiful way to do that. You can do a modern bond and it works. Mm-hmm. Like the themes, not, not, sorry, not the themes, but the, the motifs, the, the devices, the checklists that I keep talking about, they were all there, but it worked as a modern movie. So it, it is, like you were saying, it feels weird because it doesn't really fit in um, feeling-wise with a lot of them. But it's a modern Bond it's, movie. It's the one that's redefining it yeah. more than I think Casino might have. Casino was like repackaging it, and this one redefined it. This one kept like, we're still going to hold on to this, but this is what it looks like now. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And it's like the 40th anniversary was Die Another Day, right? Where they just were like, how many times can we do a callback? Like there's probably like 400 callbacks in that movie. Where this one is like, how much respect can we give the franchise? In a modern context. Box. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm sure I'm forgetting something, but I'll talk about Skyfall any day. I'm I'm a little bit uh, bummed out. It's one of those things where you anticipate it so much and then Mm. it's just over. I mean, I love Spectre and View to a Kill, and those two are coming right up. And No Time to Die after and, that. Uh, I can't imagine not liking it. I, I'll i say this. Daniel Craig is definitely my James Bond. My God, he's mm-hmm. so good. Because I, as much as I love old movies, I like Ryan and a few of our other guests have said, I do, I'm a modern man. I like modern yeah, movies. Yeah. And he's so good and respectful of it. He's not just there. Brazi wasn't just there. Clearly he has fun and he's super confident, but it's just different. Like he he takes it seriously, but not in a smug way. It's not he's not Daniel Day Lewis or like Robert De Niro. He's not a method actor, but he's doing the job in a serious manner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's a professional. Yeah. He he takes it ser- he takes his job seriously the way I work professionally. Like I'm not like I'm gonna die for my job, but I'm gonna do a good job. Yeah. He's not just, you know, punching a card. <laughs> not that any of them did that, I guess. I, I don't know. I love I him. don't know. Raji, maybe? Yeah, he just... Not that he was just collecting a paycheck. By all accounts, he, like, loved it most of all and was, like, the best to all of the people and was, like, one of the easiest people to work with. I'm, it's going to be interesting to go back and watch those Roger Moore ones. I have such a... Still got one left. Oh, and I think you'll like it. <laughs> well, it's... Yeah, especially after these. That's going to be a funny one to end on, actually. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Fuck, there's seven of them. There's seven of them, yeah. I mean, Daniel Craig only has four. Out. We'll have There five. will be five. Yeah. Huh. I do only wish we were doing a season two, for sure, so I could see what you come up with for a playlist. Yeah, I mean... Future's up in the air, I know. Yeah, yeah. Probably. Maybe sometime. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't want to stop talking about Skyfall, but, you know, got to stop eventually. Got to stop sometime. Mm-hmm. We'll talk more about Ray Fiennes next week, I guess. I love him. He, I I couldn't be more thrilled with him as M. I don't, uh, know, him. I don't know him that well. My, my first thought was, like, we had a woman for one M, and now we're just back to, like, white dude. Hmm. Fair enough. Bit of a shame. But, yeah, I guess. But if you had to, Captain Posture is a good way to go. Would I know him from anything? Probably not. Uh, he's the vi- he's uh, Voldemort. Oh, he's Voldemort. Oh, yeah. I know Voldemort. You know Voldemort. He's uh, what's his name from Schindler's List? He he runs the concentration camp in Schindler's List. Oh, that's bad. English. He's a villain often. He played uh, I forget his name. The alias Red Dragon in Red Dragon, like the prequel to Silence of the Lambs. Francis Dollarhide. He plays him. He's uh. He's brilliant in The English Patient, but that's like 95. You won't have seen that. He's in all kinds of stuff. He's very good. He's a, he's, is, he's, yeah. an, uh, he's a Shakespearean British actor. Like he's, a, okay. he's very good. He didn't really get, like, I didn't pay a lot of attention to him, and he didn't have a lot in this movie. So I'm, it'll be interesting to see the... Future. Yeah, he's, he's nice and subtle in this, which mm-hmm. I like. It's a good M. Yeah. It's not, it's cool that they had that big shootout where like it was Bond and M and Money Penny and now they're just going to be like business as usual I imagine. It's the Scooby Doo gang for sure. 
Doobie Scoo. Love it. I'm excited for Spectre. Yeah. Excited for the big, uh, what a great pre-title on that one too. Oof. It feels like this was the the climax of, it, of the series, it, of our series. I agree. That's yeah. why I'm a little bit like, ah, two movies to go. Well, now, I know for, now it's just frosting. I, yeah, you're right. But this is penultimate almost. Like, yeah. I know there's two left, but... Well, it's know, like, like this is the, the climax in the Bond movie before the final climax, which is No Time to Die, right? Yeah. Like, this is the shootout in the courtroom, but we still have the burning of, of Skyfall to do. <laughs> we still have a couple waves and helicopters to go. Yeah. Before we can uh, watch M die in No Time to Die. Yeah. All right, let's All right. let's just okay. Let's just wrap it up. All yeah, right. Yeah. If you guys have anything to add, find us at Instagram and Twitter at 007 Bon Voyage or email us at 007 bonvoyage.com. Let us know what you think of Skyfall and Daniel Craig versus all the other actors and am I praising this too much? Yeah, and am I just drinking Rob's Kool-Aid this whole time, you know? And I will tell you if that's so why you're wrong and that this is just the best thing that could have happened to it and why it'll survive for a couple decades longer than it may have otherwise <laughs> bold tape yeah yeah so let us know what you think uh yeah it was at gmail.com the email by the way what did i say just bonvoyage.com or whatever oh. we don't have our oh. own website yet someday and email us at 007bonvoyage.com at gmail.com it's it's getting late (laughs) yeah yeah what's our runtime on this one Adam around 110 oh uh, 110 minutes oh okay I was gonna say I thought you meant like an hour and 10 minutes I was like whoa no no that fits that fits for Skyfall we did it right All right, everybody we'll be back next week with Spectre thanks for joining us on the voyage bon voyage bon voyage bon voyage